You are listening to a Natural Products Insider Podcast. With Rachel Adams, Managing Editor. Brought to you by Supply Side East, April 10th and 11th. Welcome to the Healthy Insider Podcast. My name is Rachel Adams. I'm Managing Editor. And today I have with me Alana Natker, who is a registered dietitian. Hi, Alana. How are you today? I'm doing well, Rachel. How are you? I am great. I am great. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today. Uh, Today, Alana is going to be talking to us about the role of registered dietitians um, and how how they can be an influence to consumers, especially in the realm of dietary supplements. and this is something that Alana will also be talking about during the GoEd Exchange 2018, which takes place February 6th to 8th in Seattle. Uh, but today we get to talk a little bit about some of that content there and kind of get into this topic, which I'm excited for. I think before we get started, it would be uh, it would be helpful maybe to talk a little bit about your background because you are a registered dietitian, but you also have quite experience, quite a bit of experience in communications. And I'm sure that that relates to what you do today in terms of a registered dietitian and influencing consumers. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Indeed, yes. So um, my, I got my background in public relations. I got my undergraduate degree in public relations and worked in PR for a number of years before deciding that I wanted to go back to school and focus on health and nutrition, nutrition specifically. So I went back to school, became a dietitian, um, went through all of the coursework and uh, the internship program that I would need to do to become a dietitian, took the test, um, and then really was able to merge my two skills into the career that I'm in right now, which is nutrition communication. So uh, working with companies, with brands, with associations on their nutrition messaging, making sure that it adheres to science-backed uh, approaches, and then working with dietitians in particular or other health professionals, especially those uh, that have consumer influence, so those in the media or those who reach consumers on a day-to-day basis in a clinic, and uh, help to arm them with science-backed information that will help both consumers as well as the brands and associations that I work with. Wow, that is such a unique niche area, but also something that is so relevant and so necessary in our climate today. It's a good segue into our first question, which is, um, why should we consider dietitians as consumer influencers? What is their role there? Sure. Well, dietitians are out there on the front lines with consumers pretty much every day, either directly in a clinic or in some sort of outpatient setting, but also in the media. And I know there was uh, the International Food Information Council, or otherwise known as IFIC, does an annual survey where they gauge consumer attitudes and opinions about food and health, and just generally speaking. And so they do the survey every year, and they found in this most recent year, uh, and it's been corroborated over and over over the past years, that consumers have a high amount of trust in dietitians and health professionals and the messages that dietitians provide to consumers. And more than that, not only do they trust them, but they get their information from dietitians as well as other health professionals. Um, 
not to the same extent that they get it from their families and friends, but I do find that dietitians who are able to influence the consumer that then will influence their families and friends, it has this kind of um, snowballing effect. So the dietitian really has a strong role when it comes to uh, influencing consumers. Very interesting, almost like word of mouth marketing. Um, so specifically looking at supplements, um, how do dietitians communicate about supplements or do they even discuss supplements with their patients? They do, yes. You know, dietitians, of course, will always promote a food-first food approach when it comes to the diet, meaning that you should get your nutrients from your foods primarily and not have to depend upon supplements. Uh, but scores of research are, show that the typical American diet is lacking in a lot of nutrients. Uh, and so you even see in the dietary guidelines for Americans that there are various nutrients uh, that are under-consumed in the American diet, so a few, in fact, that are to, raised to the level of in nutrients that are uh, a public health need. So, therefore, programs need to be designed to boost consumer intake of these nutrients. So, and that includes, like, calcium and fiber and other nutrients like that. So, you know that supplements may be needed when it comes to boosting these their intake of these nutrients. Dietitians do often recommend certain supplements based on certain dietary needs, such as if you're vegetarian or vegan, um, if you're pregnant, and also uh, certainly if you're a baby, uh, breastfed babies require certain supplements in their diet, such as vitamin D. Um, also, if you have a diagnosed disease, of course, osteoporosis comes to mind. If you have osteoporosis, you want to make sure that you're getting more calcium and vitamin D. Um, even athletes sometimes will will seek out supplements to enhance their sports performance or recovery. Right. And so I'm I'm a little bit curious since uh, you'll be discussing this topic at the Go at Exchange, which uh, the conversation there will be focused on omega threes. Um, how how why is this conversation important in that context, or how do omega threes come into play in this discussion with dietitians and their patients? Certainly. So omega-3s are a, a wonderful nutrient to be working with because there's so much of us that there is to discuss. Um, omega-3s, number one, are one of the most studied nutrients in all of the, you know, nutrition science. So there's scores of research behind the health benefits of omega-3s. Um, in particular, we also know that people, unsurprisingly, are not getting enough omega-3s in their diet. Um, and again, going back to the dietitians where we wanted to probably start with a food-first approach, the most logical solution, of course, is to eat more fish. Well, we know that people are not eating enough fish, and there's so, so many different um, potential reasons for that, whether it's cost or self-efficacy. They don't feel like they can cook the fish in the right way or they're going to ruin the fish, et cetera, et cetera. So, therefore, supplementation may be needed. Um, and there's, again, loads of research that we can that we can point to to back all of this stuff up. Um, the other thing, too, when it comes to omega-3s is, is even with dietitians, they need to understand that there are differences among the omega-3s. So we're not just talking omega-3s broadly, but really the marine-based omega-3s, the ones that you find um, in fish, so the EPA and the DHA omega-3s. Those are the ones that have um, more of the science-backed health benefits, not just for heart health, but also eye health and brain health and prenatal health. So... Uh, talking to dietitians and helping them, A, understand what um, what the health benefits are and what the science says, and then helping them make it easy 
to talk to consumers and help get consumers um, motivated to boost their omega-3 intake, whether it's by incorporating more fish foods into their diet or by taking a supplement or by seeking out their uh, fortified foods. And again, when it comes to fortified foods, making sure that it's the EPA and the DHA that's being fortified in the food. Right, exactly. And that's such an important distinction um, for consum- to help consumers really understand where the benefits of omega-3s are coming to related to EPA and DHA and the different types of omega-3s because I, that is an area I think consumers can be a little confused with already. So making sure that dietitians understand that and then therefore they can explain it to their patients is so important. Yes. I think we also under, sometimes uh, don't remember that dietitians themselves are consumers. And the, the nutrition science is changing at such a clip, at such a fast clip, that constantly being able to get in front of them, keeping them updated. I know as a dietitian myself, I appreciate knowing what the latest is and having these educational opportunities so that I can do my very best and, and get out there to consumers and give them the latest information as well. Right, absolutely. I'm sure um, for dietitians, it's probably almost a second job to stay on top of all of that research and all the new information that's out there and to really have a good enough grasp on it to communicate it effectively to their patients. So um, I'm sure that that is much appreciated by a lot of dietitians as well. So for for brands and uh, companies, for manufacturers, marketers, um, brand owners of dietary supplements, how can they work with dietitians, or how can they go about even finding a dietitian to work with? Sure. So there's a lot of ways that brands can work with dietitians, and and this is something that I do in my own work, either as a dietitian working with a brand or helping a brand get connected to the right dietitian. So uh, a lot of times you can have dietitian ambassadors or or folks that are supportive of the brand or about the uh, the nutrient. For example, we work with um, a lot of dietitians that support the need to increase omega-3s and, and support um, helping people learn how to cook fish or using a supplement in their everyday lives and knowing how much they would need to help consumers, uh, to recommend to consumers, that is. Um, so you can have ambassadors, spokespeople that have a more public role. You can have dietitians as advisors that is more behind the scenes to help you stay uh, updated on the latest science and what, what's going on in the science realm. If, if your company is not uh, doesn't have a robust uh, research arm or anything like that, then you can consult out with some dietitians that are in that area. Research dietitians usually is who those are. Um, even those that are more uh, involved in the latest regulatory language and what's going on with food labeling. There's a lot of dietitians that you can consult with for that. Um, I know when I work with dietitian influencers, a lot of times it is, in fact, dietitians in the media. So when I work with, with food companies or with associations, I will look for certain dietitians, first of all, of course, that would support uh, the work that we do. So in the terms of with omega-3s, dietitians that have talked in the media about themselves taking supplements or that have various fish recipes and talk about the health benefits behind those items that are in their recipes. But, you know, depending on the campaign, maybe I'm looking for a mom dietitian. Maybe I'm looking for a recipe developer. Maybe I'm looking for a sports dietitian. So trying to find the right mix of folks that people that can lend different voices and different expertise really helps extend the message to a wider variety of audiences as well. Because consumers, as we think about this day and age, 
people are picking and choosing their information and they're doing it in these tiny little silos. So finding the people that are talking in those little areas is the right way to reach those folks. It's not mass media anymore. So if you have a certain uh, message that you're trying to communicate, like you said, depending on the campaign, so let's say you had something related to, to sports nutrition, um, you would want to be looking for for uh, a, a dietitian influencer who, who could communicate that to the audience you're trying to reach. Right. So maybe she does um, talks at various conferences. Maybe she herself is a dietitian for a major sports team. Or maybe she writes for a magazine like Runner's World or or Men's Fitness or something like that that would reach your target audience in the end. Right. And so then from there it would just be these these companies, it would be them developing relationships, just reaching out to these dietitians and trying to go from there in terms of working together on that message. Is that accurate? No, that is accurate. But I think what you're also saying is, you know, even just reaching the dietitians as influencers so that they can use the materials that your brand develops, um, disseminate them to their audiences is another way too. So just getting in front of them with your educational materials is mm-hmm. kind of the what I call the one-way push. So getting it to them so that they disseminate it out or and or having a collaborative relationship where you work with a dietitian as an ambassador, as a, an advisor, whatever capacity it may be, so that there's kind of a symbiotic relationship between the brand and you, still with the ultimate goal of reaching consumers, um, but there's, there's a lot more um, scope to the work that you do. Right. And so I just have one more question on this topic because I find this topic so interesting and uh, something I'm sure that is really valuable to those companies that do want to get their benefits communicated to the right people, including dietitians and consumers. Um, is there is there any considerations along the lines of, of, of advertising and the information that they provide? So, so um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, should companies be careful about how they're approaching dietitians so that they're not kind of advertising their information and instead creating that helpful bridge by providing information that's relevant to them and helpful? Is, is there any kind of concern or way to manage that? There, is, there are, in fact, rules that the, um, the Federal Trade Commission requires that brands work with dietitians. Uh, not, I shouldn't say with dietitians, but the brands work with anybody that they have some sort of relationship with. And it could be um, a paid relationship such as something like a, um, an advisor or, you know, some, a speaker opportunity, things like that. Um, or it could be in kind. So if you're sending free product, if you're sending things in the hopes that they'll tweet about it or show a pretty Instagram photo of something. Um, as a company, we should, you know, you should be recommending or telling those dietitians if you're going to use this, please hashtag advertisement or hashtag free sample or something like that that shows that there is some sort of connection, that the dietitian doesn't just uh, tweet about something because they, you know, unless they want to. And, and again, it's really hard to um, sometimes understand the line because if I go out and drink a coffee at this local coffee shop and I love it and I want to tweet about it, that's on me. But if the coffee shop sent me a coupon and said, come eat, drink my coffee, then I should probably say, love this coffee, got a great coupon, et cetera. So it's up to the brand to make sure that the dietitian does disclose any kind of relationship, even whether or not money changes hands. Um, it's also incumbent upon the dietitian to do that. Right. Well, yeah, this is, um, as far as social media and influencers uh, go, I think this is an area where there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, 
interest in terms of how advertising and sponsorships are disclosed um, and something definitely brands need to be aware of. So I much appreciate your insight there. Um, and yeah, that was pretty, those are my questions. So thank you so much, Alana, for talking to us today. I am really looking forward to your presentation at the Go Ed Exchange. I cannot wait to be there, and I'm excited to see so many uh, folks in the omega-3 world or in the uh, ingredients world to come to Seattle. Absolutely. So for anyone who is interested in attending the GoEd Exchange, you can visit goedexchange.com for more details and information on all the content, the agenda, the speakers. Um, and then if you have any questions about this podcast or any comments, you can reach out to us on Twitter uh, using tweeting to the handle at natprodinsider and using the hashtag insiderpodcast. Uh, and you can also find us on iTunes by searching Healthy Insider Podcast. Thank you for listening to today's podcast brought to you by Supply Side East. For additional podcasts featuring industry leaders and experts, visit naturalproductsinsider.com.